Hello, I'm Ren Ferguson. I'm one of the ministers here at the Collinsville Troy Church of Christ, and I'm glad that you have come back today. Uh, we're going to pick up in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, uh, beginning there in verse, well, verses 1 through 4, he deals with a, a very different topic from what we've been talking about the past week and a half or however long it's been. Of course, this is the last chapter of the book, so certain parts of this are going to be kind of very basic, uh, basic things, him sending greetings and things of that nature that perhaps we, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on. But, but still, there in verses 1 through 4, discusses the, the contribution or the collection that was being made for uh, the saints that were in Jerusalem. Uh, Paul also talks about this in his book to the Romans, that contribution that was being made. And so he says there in verse 1 of, of verse 16, Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I directed the churches of Galatia, so you also are to do. Now a parallel passage, I guess you could say a parallel passage, a similar passage, is there in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 through 9, where he again kind of lays out some of the fundamental things about the contribution and things of that nature. Uh, but he says something interesting here in verse 1. He says, As I directed the churches of Galatia. I believe, I know some translations say, I think the King James says it. I want to say the New King James says this as well, but but it doesn't read the word directed, but it says commanded, because that's that's what is what it means here. This was not just a suggestion. This was not something that Paul said, hey, this would be a good idea because these people, they kind of need some help. This was a command that Paul gave them, something that they were to do, uh, even as he says, the churches of Galatia, so you also are to do. All of these congregations had this command that they were to give, and as it says in verse 2, on the first day of every week, each of you is to put something aside and store it up as he may prosper that there be no collecting when I come. Now this is interesting, and the, the way the ESV translate this is, is very interesting, because in most translations, the first part of verse 2 just reads, on the first day of the week. Uh, and then whenever you look at the Greek and you look at the term that is used there, I believe for day of the week, or, or maybe it's just week, I, I can't remember exactly which particular word or, or part of that phrase that it is is ascribed to, but it is the word, uh, I believe it's kata, and it does literally mean every week. So the way that the ESV translate this, I think, is very, very interesting because that's what the original Greek would have meant. On the first day of every week, something that they were to continue to do and as he says each of you is to put something aside and store it up as he may prosper now this is something that is very different from what those under the law of Moses were commanded to do both this passage and 2nd Corinthians uh, chapter 6 or chapter 9 rather uh, discuss this under the law of Moses as we know they were required to tithe they were required to give a tenth part or ten percent of everything that they had, of any kind of money that they had, of of any kind of even uh, produce that they had, whatever it was, 
they were to give 10%. But under the law of Christ, under this new covenant, it was to be to be as we have purposed. And there's a couple of things to take into account with that. I think it's in it's here in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 9. Um, there in verses 6 through 9 when he's discussing it there where he he commands them and he tells them uh, in verse 6 that whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully each one must give as he has decided in his heart not reluctantly or under compulsion for God loves a cheerful giver so here we kind of have that attitude and that mindset going into it, not doing it reluctantly or just because we have to, but doing it cheerfully because it's something that we get to do. It's a sacrifice that we get to make for the work of the church and for the work of God. But also, as he says there at the beginning of verse 7, that each must give as he has decided in his heart. It's not a specific set amount that we are required to give any longer. It is what we choose to give. But going back to 1 Corinthians 16 and verse 2, he says, as he may prosper, our giving should be in proportion to how much we have prospered, how much we have gained. I think about uh, what... King David said whenever he went to go make sacrifices to the Lord and he says I will not sacrifice to the Lord that which cost me nothing and I think that's the I think that is the exact attitude that we are to have today to not use this this freedom that God has given to us to give as we have decided as an excuse to barely give anything you know, if you make $100,000 a year and only give $10, you know, a week, is that really a, a sacrifice for you? Is that really giving something back to the Lord because He has blessed you with so many things? Or is it just checking off a box? Okay, I gave. What's our attitude? What's our mindset? What's our heart behind it? And I think that that is so important for us to to remember. But going back to 1 Corinthians 16, him dealing with this specific collection for those that were in Jerusalem, again, it was to be on the first day of the week. It was to be every first day of the week, a part of that worship assembly. And then it says in verse 3, And when I arrive, I will send those whom you accredited by letter to carry your gift to Jerusalem. Now it seems like what Paul is saying here is that uh, perhaps through the letter that they had sent or perhaps he was going to send this letter and the reply that he got from them, they were going to suggest certain people to carry that contribution to uh, Jerusalem. He says, okay, I will send that contribution uh, with them. But also in verse 4 is something really interesting. He says, if it seems advisable that I should go also, they will accompany me. Notice how he says, if it seems advisable, if it's a good idea, if it is something that would be beneficial for me to go, I will go. I think that this is really important because I think this shows that Paul was not commanding these churches to give and to make this collection uh, as some, some way to provide, simply to provide support for himself. 
Uh, you know, you think about men such as, as Judas, who perhaps was, you know, stealing from the treasury. Other people, as we know of in, in churches or in religions that were embezzling funds from the church. That was not Paul's intention. He didn't want there to be any question about that. Because here he says, if it seems advisable that I should go, they will accompany me. He didn't want to be taking this collection by himself. He didn't want there to be any question about uh, his integrity and his honesty and intention with the collection. But not only that, I mean, you just think about this day and age, the the way that they would have to transport this money isn't like you and I, where if we had to send money to somebody else in another country, we could just wire it to them through Western Union or something like that. They had to physically carry the money with them through these weeks and possibly depending on how often they stopped, even months worth of, of journeys to this particular place. So it was a lot more work and also them carrying such large amounts of money would have made them more susceptible to robbers. So having more people would provide that safety. And so Paul, again, commanding this particular contribution, but also not wanting it, not wanting there to be any doubts about his intentions with it, and also wanting to keep it safe so that it can make it to Jerusalem to help those who were in need, those that needed that, that financial support. Uh, but that's what we have there in verses 1 through through 4. And we'll, we'll stop right here and we'll finish up chapter 16 next week. Uh, hopefully it won't take but another session or at the most two uh, before we can move on and get into uh, 2 Corinthians. But I thank you so much for your time and for your attention here today. I hope and I pray that these studies are beneficial and that they are helping us all to learn and to grow. Um, to, to know more about the Word of God, to help us to be more pleasing to Him. But again, I encourage you to come back next week as we'll continue to look at 1 Corinthians 16.